Welcome to the Unanonymous Podcast. I'm Bailey. And this is Yevi. And we are going to be talking about all things related to sobriety and feminism and just being um, goats, the greatest of all time. Um, and uh, we have Debbie, who is part of the Ottawa Dyke March Planning Committee. Are you the chair or are you like... Just to, is it like collective general feminist style where it's like everyone's kind of equal? Yeah, definitely the latter. So more of like a collective <laughs> where everyone's equal. Awesome, awesome. And so in a previous podcast, we uh, were talking a bit about sobriety in relation to pride events, and you are going to be hosting um, the Dyke March and also. A number of events related um, to the Dyke March, and so we wanted to bring you on to talk a bit about, you know, what does sobriety look like during Pride, um, and how can we cultivate and foster that space, and also what is the Dyke March going to be uh, like for folks, and you know, is it a sober event, and how do you center uh, marginalized voices in that way? Um, but before I keep blabbing on, did you want us to? Did you want to tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about the Ottawa Dyke March? Yeah, so a little bit about myself. And so I'm a mid 20 something, um, young person who lives here in Ottawa. I'm just about to finish my master's degree, um, and start what is now the beginning of the career, which is interesting and scary at the same time, if you speak to any other millennial. Um, <laughs> I've been involved with a lot of feminist organizing in the city since 2010. Um, most recently, uh, I was actually doing some organizing with my previous role at the Graduate Student Association at Carleton University, um, as well as being a, a staff member and a sex educator at Venus MV Ottawa. Um, and right now I am focusing a lot of my interest in feminism and policy into my career in foreign affairs. And so I'm hoping that that blooms into something lovely. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I've been a uh, manifestation. It, yeah, right. The earth, they will come together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, so I've been involved with the march for the last two marches, starting in 2016, when someone kind of just made a post asking if anyone was interested, and I said, "Yeah, I'd love to help out." And right now, um, I'm busy doing a lot of our social media stuff and making sure the city as a whole and queer folks in the city as well as a whole are aware of the march. Um, and can attend it because, you know, you have to put that energy into this stuff on our own, um, which I'll talk a little bit more because we're not associated with the more formal planning of pride here in the city. And so a lot of work has to be put into spreading the word. So that's what I do. Yeah, I think, like, that is such an important piece. One of the things that uh, one of our previous guests on the show was talking about is how pride is like almost like seen as this drinking fest. And, yes. you know, I was in pride in Toronto this year um, and it just seemed like it was very alcoholic centric and mm-hmm. um, kind of deviated from the roots of like what pride and like what these events, you know, in terms of our identities as, as, queer folks are supposed to, or as non-binary or trans folks are supposed to kind of uproot, so. Um, yeah, and is it okay if I jump in for a second? Of course. As a, as a, as <laughs> yeah. a great person. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was really interesting. I saw a, a, like a meme or something on Instagram this year that was like, this straight folks reminder that pride is not like your all-inclusive vacation. Like, oh, I'm wondering if listen, like, like straight people yeah. like, 
yeah, like co-opting pride in a way has like even made it more of like a drinking fest. Yeah. Like instead of allyship, it's just about partying. Absolutely. And I think what ends up happening is people fun and like drinking and alcohol and whatever is, uh, people think about that particular um, concept means accessibility to everyone, right? And so mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, when you have pride organizations who rely so heavily on sponsors and those sponsors rely on, you know, profit, using the fun and fun for everybody um, motto kind of, you know, it waters it down a little bit and then it has people treat it like this all-inclusive vacation or um, this event. I like to tell people that some people treat pride like it's a sideshow, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's a spectacle to watch all these people who live in the margins do their thing because they're all together at once. And so um, I definitely, definitely think that has happened. Um, and <laughs> I am I find it very important to, to create spaces that try to stick to the roots, um, encourage encourage that, and at least let people know in the city that those spaces still exist. Mm-hmm. Especially because we know that, like, you know, and this is me going to get a little personal and that's okay, but especially <laughs> because we know that, like, substance use and addiction amongst folks within the LGBTQ community is really high because mm-hmm. of the myriad of, like, shit that we have to go through to just exist in this world, right? And yeah. so it's often used as a coping strategy for um, you know, whether that's shit that's going down in the home or just like in general, um, because the world is not uh where we want it to be yet in terms of not only inclusive inclusivity, because fuck inclusivity, but just like general acceptance of people. Um, and so, yeah, it is a real struggle that folks like, you know, and there's a number of programs, which we'll cover in future, uh, episodes that actually address that, like address the fact that alcohol and marginalization has a role to play. And so Mm -hmm. within spaces like pride, there's a lot of folks within the community that already have substance issues that are like having to be like, well, do I go and celebrate being queer or do I stay home? Mm -hmm. And so just to get a sense of, like, for the Dyke March, I know it's a march, but then there's also, like, a myriad of other things that you folks are yeah. going to be doing. So just to get a sense of what you folks are, are planning and also the weekend, dates, times, do all the plugs you need. <laughs> okay, perfect. So um, with the help of so many, like, community um, partners, um, people who are interested, other Dykes in the community, other queer women in the community, other queer folks, um, we've been able to have a full day of events where – we're collaborating on some where we're hosting the rest. And so one of the things that we're working with, yeah, me, you, um, on yeah. is that Waffle Branch <laughs> for uh, BIPOC, uh, for people yeah. who are Black, Indigenous, people of color, who are queer, um, which was great last year and really excited that it's happening. Um, and I'll kind of tie it to some of the feedback that we've been getting from people in the community. Um, mm-hmm. People have asked to see events that centers um, queer people who are of color. And so mm-hmm. when I told them that this was happening, ecstatic great yes. happy right and so come get you your that, brunch right and be, and be be merry yeah exactly and especially as you know people can walk um to the rally with which which is the next event uh, they can walk to the rally with a group of people who share um even more of an experience um to them which is great um and so we have a rally which um is usually done to you know get people charged and excited before the march and so 
This rally is going to be at 1 o'clock at the Human Rights Monument on Alden and Lisgar on August 25th, 2018. Um, and so this rally, um, we're really excited because our theme this year is uh, centered around folks who shape the arts in the Ottawa community. And so the mm. keynote speaker or the guest of honor is Elena Martin, who has been a pioneer in the community and has been involved with the West Fest Festival that happens every summer here. Um, we also have other speakers who come from either the punk community or like the DIY community, people who are poets. So we have uh, speakers from different, um, I guess, different branches of the arts who are going to be speaking. Um, so followed, so followed the rally is the march, which we usually don't disclose the the root of it because, um, as some of the principles of the the march for years in the city is um, in in not publicizing it, it reduces any interactions with the cops because mm-hmm. paying for permits is an issue. But also, we know how many people have issues. Well. Interactions with the the police, you want to minimize as much as possible, and so mm-hmm. um, that will be released the day of. Um, but following, <laughs> but following the march, which will be led by awesome marshals who are experienced and energized, will be the annual picnic. And so the picnic this year is going to be a little bit different, and every year it's grown more and more. Uh, this year we're going to have free food like last year, um, and we're also encouraging um, community members who have the time and the labor to um, bring food as well, which is great. Uh, it makes, you know, the whole community feel like they're involved in this as well. Um, we're going to have two DJs, uh, DJ Rain and DJ Del Pilar, who's also going to be hosting, as well as performers. Um, as of today, we have confirmation that Kimberly Sundstrom is going to be performing, as well as uh, Blue Hunter Moffat. Um, additionally, which is something new, which I thought was really important, was to have um, vendors. So, there are many creative and artistic people in the city who uh, create stuff who want to share that with the community. And so we've opened that space for people to share share the creations and sell, sell it to the community, um, which would be fun. And hearing the feedback from the community, people really, really like it. And the vendors are super excited, too. So we're, we're really happy about that. Um, but, you know, we're going to also have a kids' corner and, um, you know, just ensure that this event is great for everyone, especially after a march that can be super, super exhausting. But mm-hmm. the most important thing about this is that um, from the brunch to the rally to the march to the picnic, um, it's alcohol-free. Um, and it's done intentionally, but it hasn't – it's it's done intentionally, but not for the, the reasons that, you know um, – I guess people who are having the conversations that we are having would, would say it's just always been the norm not to include substances to a rally mm-hmm. or a march, you know, for many reasons. There is the protection of people, which uh, the organizers really find is important. And so um, in making sure that that's not involved, you minimize any um, altercations that may happen for the, the picnic part of it as well. Um, kids are welcome. You know, there's so many queer spawn in the community who who will be there with their parents, right? And so mm-hmm. for us, we it was almost like, a, of course, there's not going to be alcohol or any substances because that's that's how we maximize the space for the most amount of um, queer and black people in the city. So um, that's it's never been something that we really, really actually are like, yes, it's a sober free event. It just made sense. And if you look at the event page or any of the advertising, it's not um, actively put on there. I mean, we do tell people there's uh, safer space um, information and accessibility notes. And we talk about, you know, not smoking 
um, or if you're doing that, doing it in the back, etc. But we've never been like, this event is labeled substance-free. Um, but so far, it's worked for us, and maybe that is something that we'll take into consideration for in years to come because um, feedback that we are getting um, as of late, because we did have a fundraiser about a week or a week ago, um, was people saying that like they want to be involved in something as simple as a fundraiser, but when it's located in an area that serves alcohol, they feel like they can't be part of the space that they crave to be in. So, mm. mm-hmm. so what we, you know, we have we assured these people that you know the fundraiser, again, the connection between profit and alcohol, so it's, it's there. And um, we told them that the the march and the rally, which is for everybody, is substance free, and and it's for all all folks within this particular community to be involved in. And so, um, it's important to us, and it's something that um, I think I'm gonna let the other the com- the committee members know about this, about like labeling it a substance free event because there are probably people who would assume because again, the association between pride and alcohol who just assume I can't go to this thing because it might have substances. And so in labeling it as substance-free, maybe more folks will come out. Yeah. And I think, like, also what's so amazing is that, like, it's it's not that you're saying people can't do their own thing. It's just that it's not going to be – like, it's a harm reduction model, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's if people want to, like, have a glass of wine or do whatever they want to do before, yeah. that's cool. But that the space is intended to – and essentially, it's like accessibility. Like, how do we make Absolutely. our spaces more accessible? Mm-hmm. And um, what's interesting is you talk a bit about how it's not been openly um, labeled as like a sober event, which like is really awesome because I think that often people think that it has to be super explicit, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, no, we're just this is a space. This is going to be like, and come and be merry. And like, I think that that is so in comparison to, like, other spaces and places that do pride events that shall remain nameless and whoever's listening can fill in the dots where there's, like, whole tents, like, dedicated to alcohol. Yeah. And, like, you, like, so it's just, it's phenomenal that it's, it makes it that much more accessible where people can feel like, oh, I'm going to this event and, you know, it's a norm, right? You don't even have to label yeah. it sober free. It's just a norm within that yeah. space. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just like, you know, it's 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 just so cool that when we just create the norm that is sober, it doesn't necessarily occur to people that they, like, should be drinking or could be drinking. You know, it's like, no, this is just the norm here is that it's a substance-free event. And yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be labeled in that way. That's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. And, like, when people ask us, like, oh, where, like, I want to know what sober events are like going on in different spaces and places I think that the like there's people that love the fact that there's that explicit caveat of like and there's other people that are like well I don't want to feel like I have this marker on my forehead right so yeah um yeah just wanted to point that out Mm -hmm. so um Debbie if you can give us the details one more time in terms of where people can find more information about the Dyke March as well as um you know, Instagram, social media, Twitter, the Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, so, again, to let folks know about the date of the event, it's uh, Saturday, August 26th, which is the always the day before the actual Pride Parade, which is 
actually in protest of the Pride Parade. Um, at 1 p.m., um, folks will be meeting at the rally location, which is the Human Rights Monument on Elgin and Lisgar. Um, following the march that will commence after the rally, folks will be ending up at Minto Park approximately 2.30, hopefully, um, which is located on Elgin and Gilmore, which is right across from Jack Purcell. Um, we do have a location just in case there is rain, and that will be Jack Purcell, luckily, so um, it works out for location. Um, and you can find us um, and the organization on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Ottawa Dyke March. And, yes, follow us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Debbie, for coming on and talking about, um, you know, the Dyke March and creating space for folks who identify as, as dykes or queer, um, because I think it's it's such a commercial space and it makes it so difficult for people to even want to come out. So I'm just so incredibly grateful that uh, space is created like that in the city. And I'm excited because I'm going to be there. So yeah. it's going to be an awesome time. Amazing. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unanonymous Podcast. You can send us an email at unanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at unanonymousp, on Instagram at unanonymous underscore project. And our intro music is by acceleratedideas.com, and it's called Fade Away. Fade Away.